Guys of a Certain Age is brought to you by no one. Absolutely no one. Except these dudes walking down memory lane. Now let's head to the studio to see what they misremember next. Guys of a Certain Age back in studio. Just two guys, Robbie Koblenz. And Art Shirley. Do you think Jay's ever going to come back? I don't think he's coming back. I don't think he's coming back either. I think he's doing, I think he's the new on the road with Charles Kuralt guy. I think it's on the road with Jay Reed guy. You know, he did the RV thing all last week. He's, you know, who knows where he is now? He's probably working. Oh, yeah, I guess that's what it is. Which we're not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What does that say about us? What does that right say now, about him? Like, yeah, but, that's yeah. right. That's right. We, we carve out a little time from our busy day. Our busy week, once a week. Our at busy least. lives. Our busy lives. For, for we you, find the time for you, our four or five listeners, and uh, six or seven. So, yeah, yeah, that's right. And Mrs. Reed. And Mrs. Reed. And Thank Mrs. You, Mrs. Reed. Yeah. Thank you, Mrs. Reed. So, all right, let's jump into some geeks of the week. You know, I thought what we should do is we should come up with a geek of the week that we think Jay would come up with, oh. and and look back at some yeah. old popular mechanics from the seventies <laughs> or something like that. Uh, that would be fun, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, it would be. Yeah. Internet, all worth the hype or just a latest fad from oh. 1992. <laughs> I've been watching Triumph of the Geeks again. Oh, that yeah. was the uh, series that Robert X. Cringely did for uh-huh. um, for PBS about the, uh, the, uh, the, the start of the computer age. Yeah. Fascinating. Oh, that's you know, great. Holds up pretty well. This was produced in 96, so there's uh-huh. a lot of things that, that we take for granted now that they had no clue was coming. Wow. So, but anyway, that's cool. a lot of fun. Anyway, what's your geek, Mr. Shirley? My geek of the week is a little bit different than what we normally do. It's a musical geek. I'm not going to sing or anything as I've done before, but uh, wow. yeah. Uh, the Tedeschi Trucks Band, which is oh. a band. Do you know is Tedeschi Trucks? Is that how you pronounce it? Tedeschi. Yeah, yeah. that's what, yeah. So Kasumi anyway, Knight. Susan Tedeschi and Derek Trucks. Uh, released a couple of weeks ago a live version of the Layla album. It's called Layla Revisited. Layla being the album from Derek and the Dominoes. Layla. Is, yeah, that's right. Which is actually Eric Clapton and uh, Delaney and Bonnie and several other folks that got together to record what is ultimately a tribute to George Harrison's wife, Patty Boyd, who, who left who? George Harrison and he and uh, she and Eric ended up together. So that's a... <laughs> That's the interesting thing about that. So my question for you is, do you like the original Layla better than the acoustic version? I the like Apple the original Layla better. Good for you. But we could con- I mean, continue I th- the podcast. I, I think the acoustic version has merit, but I mean, if it, if, if I was going to go to a concert and see Eric Clapton, and I've seen Eric Clapton in, in person, this is before he did the uh, acoustic version, but if I went and that was the version that they played, I would be very disappointed. Man, just the opening guitar riff is great. Yeah. Anyway, all right. Sorry. Anyway, so Tedeschi Trucks uh, is made up of Derek Trucks, who is a nephew of uh, uh, one of the the drummer from the Allman Brothers band. Uh, he actually looks a lot like one of the Allman Brothers, but uh, Butch Trucks. And then Susan Tedeschi is a blues singer from Boston. And uh, they have been married, I think, since, you know, for the past 10 years or whatever, and formed a band called the Tedeschi Trucks Band, do a lot of blues stuff. But they, uh, Derek Trucks is actually named for Derek and the Dominoes. <laughs> and Susan Tedeschi. Tedeschi was born, I think, when the album came out, right around the... So they're very connected to the album. And uh, he his playing style has been compared to Dwayne Almond's. Uh, and uh, Is he, fact, He's no angel. He's no angel. Yeah. yeah. But uh, uh, anyway, so they've got this live album. They've got Trey Anastasio from Fish, uh, who is joining them to sing some of the parts and play guitar on it as well. But it's just, it, I've been listening to it you know, uh, the past couple of days and just really, really good album. And it's so cool to hear how faithful they are to it, but also how experimental they are and how they'll just stop and jam and stuff. So it's really good. Incredibly talented folks. How's their cover of Layla? 
really, really good. Everything on it that I've heard is really good. I mean, to what to the point where I go, I'm going to listen to this for a while and not feel like I'm missing anything. Oh wow! But it's really, really good. I mean, uh, and like I said, um, there they can be like incredibly, incredibly faithful to the original. Uh, like the Keep On Growing uh, song has a, a vocal miscue where they come in in the original and they say, baby, a couple of beats, bars before it's time to say it. Well, they do that too because people expect it. You know? Oh, sure. But yeah. then, you know, when they go into the guitar solo, they're not trying to do a note by note guitar solo, but, uh, you know, so they'll improv off of that some too, which is, it, it makes it feel like what you probably would have heard when Derek and Domino's were playing it, because I'm sure, sure they didn't play it like the album. They came out and played it and just had fun with it. So it's it's great. It's a lot of fun. Anyway, that's my geek of the week. Wow. Yeah, yeah. that is a little off off the trail. Yeah. That we, we talk usually... about we've talked about music. We have. Yeah. And we we need to get back yeah. to stuff like uh-huh. that. So all right. Well, I've got a couple of three things. The big thing is, uh, not long after we wrapped recording last week's episode, the BBC announced that Jodie Whittaker is leaving the role I of saw Doctor that. Who. Yeah. Yeah. She's yeah. leaving the TARDIS in Chris Chibnall. Uh, the showrunner is departing as well. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. So, you know, it's kind of gotten to this thing where showrunners will leave when their doctors leave. So Chibnall has done the entire run for Jodie Whittaker. So um, speculation about who's going to be the new doctor, but also maybe even more importantly, who's going to be the new showrunner. Um, a, a name that came to mind that I saw uh, on on the tweets, J. Michael Strick, Stravinsky, Strakin, how do you Stravin- it? Yeah. Stra- what? I think it's Stravinsky. Stravinsky. Babylon 5. Yeah. Yeah, he would be a phenomenal showrunner, and he said he would do it in a heartbeat, or two heartbeats, as would uh, be appropriate. Yes, yeah. So, because he did, I, I was not a big fan of Babylon 5. I never got into it. Yeah. But folks who... I like it. You, I, yeah, you like I actually it, right? liked it a lot. Yeah. What, what I've been told, and tell me if this is correct, once you get past the, the kind of campy first season... Yeah, in fact, they it's on HBO Max right now. Okay. And I, I like only a few episodes in and then stopped watching because of all this other stuff we've got to watch. But I completely skipped the first season of my rewatch because I thought okay. I want to start off with uh, with uh, John Sheridan, who's the new uh, commander of Babylon 5. Uh, you know, there are things that important things that came out of the first season, but to me, it really can, it, it hits his stride in the second season and throughout. So I've heard it's just fabulous. Mm-hmm. So anyway, there's a lot of speculation who's going to come in and, you know, Dr. Who has turned into one of the biggest properties the BBC has in its portfolio. Mm-hmm. Unlike, you know, 40 years ago when it was a has been. Yeah. And, uh, so it's going to be really curious what happens. Yeah. Whitaker's going to do, I think, uh, three specials in 2022. Yeah, that seems to be kind of a, what's something they'll do like a christmas special a lot of times yeah 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 and so uh tenants one of tenants last year's he did four Mm -hmm. seasonals well they weren't seasonal but four specials that uh that aired throughout his uh his last season so okay um so that that happened um and i saw this morning that uh jonathan rinsler passed away you might not know who jonathan rinsler is off the top of your head i don't pin name was jw rinsler he was an executive with lucasfilm but he is the guy who did the the phenomenal making of books for oh, for wow. star wars empire jedi indiana jones those big thick coffee table. i've got all those i've got yeah. them. i've got them too so he passed away at age 58 after a battle with pancreatic cancer oh um, and was actually cleaning uh, my bookshelf with some of my Star Wars stuff on it. Yeah. Last week, came across his book, and I just, I read that thing. I mean, it's a coffee table size yes. book. Uh-huh. But I read it cover to cover. Me too. To Absolutely. Cover. It's like, yeah, usually those coffee table books, you'll go and you'll find little sections you want to read, and you'll do that kind of stuff. 
it seems like very rarely do we pick up a coffee table book and read it as if it were regular. You know, a, a, Carrie, Carrie Fisher said it's like an acid flashback without having to drop the acid. Oh, okay, yeah. So, yeah. Um, just a fabulous, yeah. fabulous book. New York Times bestselling author, um, and he passed away after a battle of pancreatic cancer. Mm, so sorry that, to hear that that was a little sad, but mm-hmm. uh, anyway, saw that it came through, and he passed away at the end of last month. In the and it's just coming out now that he um, he's no longer with us. And then I've got another geek. We'll pretend like it's Jay's geek, I guess. Um, have you seen the clip that dropped this morning for the What If Peggy Carter? No, i got to check that out. I have not seen that. So, uh, minor spoil, spoiler alert, it's, it's uh-huh. fabulous. Steve Rogers shows up in it in mm. Iron Man Battle Armor. Oh, wow. It's called the Hydra Stopper. Okay, because the What If series, for those who have forgotten, is you know an alternate universe kind of take. On so a very different version That's of right. the characters that we're familiar with, because in this case, Becky Carter becomes Captain Britain, I believe, right? Yeah, she becomes Cap. Well, they call her Captain Carter. Okay, so, yeah. So Peggy okay, Carter, because right, Captain Britain's actually a different character. That's so right. She's not taking that that and, role. And so Peggy yeah. Carter becomes the first superhero. She takes the super soldier serum. Wow. And so, but you end up with um, Steve Rogers shows up in the Iron Man battle. Well, in in something that looks that like looks like yeah, yeah, okay. like like the Hulk Buster. And, yeah. and you know Howard Stark. Yeah, I was gonna say Howard Stark's bound to have yeah, done it. Yeah, yeah. That's so, very cool. Let's really check cool. that out. And so that dropped today. Yeah, that that forty five second clip dropped today. Uh, the show starts seven days from the day we're recording this right. August the 11th yeah. so um, I'm very excited right and uh, uh, Suicide Squad starts tomorrow is, is it tomorrow this. yeah they were supposed to be Friday but they've decided to bump it up to Thursday well I can't wait to watch that yeah so. I'm really looking forward to that I think it's gonna be good one of the things the uh, what if series is already in second season production uh-huh. and um, like Dave Batista is not coming back as Drax and somebody asked me on Twitter why aren't you voicing Drax in season two he's like I wasn't asked so uh-huh. looks like they're, they're cutting maybe a few budget pieces back yeah also chadwick boseman um is in four episodes of what if wow as i didn't know that so yeah uh, that was his last performances yeah but so. yeah i didn't realize there were i didn't realize he'd done four so yeah so i'm really excited about the what if series really yeah, and, really excited. and tell us again when that that airs uh august the 11th august this 11th. one's supposed to okay. drop so, okay, and that's on Disney Plus. That's on Disney Plus, not yeah. Disney Plus Plus, because right. Disney Plus Plus is how you would see Jungle Cruise, right? And yeah, and I'm sure you paid the extra thirty bucks for Jungle. I'm Cruise. actually considering it. Yeah, seriously, we thought about we thought about go, we probably will go see that in the theater. I'm really looking forward to it. it looks oh fun wow! To me. Wow. Uh, yeah, if we if we do the extra thirty, it's going to be like we'll uh, we'll you know we'll we'll take up a collection of I people. I was to charge, say yeah. you get people in charge at the door. Yeah, that's right. You know, that, that's probably not legal though, is it? But, uh, sh- he's not doing that. No, right. he's I'll be selling popcorn for ten dollars bowl <laughs> no 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 bathroom access oh yes there that's you it. go that's, that's perfect it. that's so perfect. Yeah. um has any actor changed his profile more than Dwayne Johnson oh my gosh yeah he's just great and like I said we've talked about this before one of our favorite shows on on regular broadcast TV has been uh Young Rock yeah and uh he kind of you know talks about his early life and they did renew it we thought it'd been canceled but they did renew it but he's just he's obviously having a great time and, yeah, yeah, but I mean, yeah, completely, completely changed who he, you know, he was, or maybe we just didn't realize who he was beforehand. But well, I'm looking forward to Black Adam. Yeah, I think that's going to be really good. I think it's going to be really, yeah. really good. Yeah. So, all right, we're going to go to a break. We're going to talk a little uh, the surprise of the Apple TV Plus season. We're just plussing all over the place. We're going to talk a little Ted Lasso next. We're back. Jay still hasn't shown up. Where is Jay? I don't know if he's ever going to come back. Yeah. 
Did we tell him that we changed recording locations? Oh, that may be the problem. That may be the problem. We'll we'll um, we'll have to we'll drop him a pin soon. So <laughs> I'm seeing Jay just sitting somewhere. Where is everybody? <laughs> That's right. Uh, We're yeah. ready for you to come back, Jay. Though. Yeah, we are. We are. So let's talk a little Ted Lasso, and not necessarily going to go deep in the weeds of deconstructing season two, even mm-hmm. though I think we're in as we record this, the third app is about to drop. Yeah, or, third episode comes out in a couple of days. Yeah. yeah. So, but I guess what I want to talk about a little bit is the surprise that is Ted Lasso. Yeah. And how, and we, we talked a little bit about last week as we were doing Emmys, 20 Emmy nominations, yeah. but it, to me, it's just fascinating. You never know what's going to hit. You're right. You know, they, they, Apple dropped, has dropped so much money into big budget shows like the morning show, right? which did you see Reese, uh, Weatherspoon's production company, Sunshine, I think it's Sunshine Media, who's producing the morning show, uh-uh. got purchased by an equity group for $900 million. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And she's got several other projects okay. going. But Are they all with Apple or does she got different studios? Because I, I know she's done some stuff with HBO. Yeah, stuff, I mean. So I yeah. wonder if that's kind of. Yeah. So the. Uh, so was, she's not tied to a particular, particular What was the streamer? show she and um, she was in on HBO plus HBO Max, whatever the. Little Lies, yeah, Pretty Little Lies. Uh-huh. What was it? It's it had um, man, star-studded cast. Crazy. I watched the first, the yeah, first season. There's of it. sharp, little sharp something. Sharp, yeah. I can't remember. <laughs> Jacket little pill was the last one. Right, that's right. right. But my and, wife is probably yelling at me if she were listening because she, you know, so and so. She she watched. I think she watched those. Yeah, the first yeah. season was uh-huh. great. So, yeah. but anyway. there was little fires everywhere. I think. Which yeah. was a different thing, but that wasn't Reese Witherspoon, or was it? <sighs> no, I, I don't know if it was. Or There's not. Pretty Little Liars. Uh, this is really gone off the, the rails. <laughs> yeah. I mean, completely, totally off the rails. <laughs> so anyway, so Hello Sunshine, nine hundred million bucks. Wow. wow. Hello, nine hundred million bucks. Big Little Lies. Big Little Lies. That's we it. were so very far away. <laughs> <laughs> and then Little Fires Everywhere was another yeah. from like 2020, but Big yeah. Little Lies she produces yeah. as well. So yeah. Apple has invested a lot of money in content. Yeah, I mean, because you've got the morning show, as you said, we've got uh, For All Mankind, which was one we watched. You've got some stuff that's see kind of, with, yeah, with yeah. Aquaman. Yeah. yeah, which I don't know anybody that's seen that, no pun intended. But, <laughs> and, and season two has dropped it. Yeah. So, uh, of course, they did the uh, the Tom Hanks movie, uh, Greyhound. Yeah. Uh, the World War II movie. Which they bought that because it, it, it was got, It was once something they produced. It was something kind of that they yeah. released as, as more they, so. They bought the rights to get it on because it already been produced. I think maybe Sony had it for yeah. distribution. Right. And anyway. But it seems like they're going more with the series idea as opposed to the movie idea. Yeah. I haven't seen a whole lot of other movies. And, and documentaries they've done as well. Yeah. A lot of National Geographic kind of stuff. I, mean, I think National Geographic is actually with Disney. Disney Plus. But they're yeah. doing stuff that feels like National Geographic geographic um but it's 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 kind of that and that's not that's what it was but uh, maybe a smithsonian that there's i can't remember we talked about this before oh, too who, who owns what yeah but anyway uh but anyway on to ted lasso so the premise for ted lasso those of you guys who don't know is about um you you have this american football coach and he's a division two football yeah. coach right uh-huh. i think south dakota state uh or i think it was south dakota state anyway He's hired to manage an English Premier League team, which is the highest level of soccer in England and one of the highest levels of soccer worldwide. Uh-huh. And the whole idea, the premise of it is the the um, 
the the couple who owned the team got a divorce, a bitter divorce. Uh-huh. The wife ended up with the soccer team. Yeah, she wanted to destroy the soccer team from within or the football club. As we, we should have say. probably said spoilers for season one, but yeah, hopefully by yeah, this point, spoilers for season one. <laughs> anyway, so uh, quirky little show. Yeah. Uh, that, that came from an NBC Sports <laughs> promo ba- thing, right? It was based upon an NBC promo that happened in the early 2000s, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Jason Sudeikis, 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 Sawakis, Sudeikis, Sudeikis, Sudeikis. Jason, sorry if you're listening. Uh-huh. Um, start in call the, us if you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah please do. Uh, Starting this quirky little promo that NBC Sports was announcing the the. English Premier League coming to because they started they carry that now yeah they yeah. carry it uh-huh. Saturday mornings which has gotten to be real popular yeah. and in the spot he's like he's hired he has no idea what he's doing then he's fired uh-huh. by the end of the spot yeah so it was just this bit they came up with and and Jason and um, who had written for Saturday Night Live as well right it was on set of the cast member and uh, also wrote for him I'm sure. and, and then Brendan Hart who is Coach Beard yeah. I think he was in the spot as well and they kind of co-wrote this yeah I think he's a writer own. yeah uh-huh. and I'm not sure what his I'm, I know he's probably in some improv group like the Groundlings or something you know it probably came from that yeah and that may be where Jason Sudeikis came I, from too or is he at Second City I can't remember if he's Second City but Brendan Hart actually spent time in uh, Europe as kind of a um, um, American out of place for a while. Oh, so okay. a lot of, so the, a things, lot of the things he's drawn from, yeah, yeah okay. which is great. So, but mm-hmm. anyway, you know, when you hear about you know TV shows or movies based upon board games yeah, or, or or video com- games or video or, games or whatever, you, but you kind a of commercial like commercial is a new one. Now, yeah. maybe, maybe it may have been been done before, but you know, I, the there was a show called Making It that had um, David. Uh, Naughton, the guy that was in American, ended up being an American Werewolf, and it seemed like to me he got the job because of the I'm a Pepper commercials. He was the guy that did those, and it, they kind of <laughs> took that. And anyway, so but that, nothing that's like this so far. Where you you have an entire series based upon a two minute TV. Well, commercial. actually, I guess they had the Caveman series that was based on the oh, Geico commercials. Yeah, that was horrible. Yeah, so this may be the first really successful. I mean, show absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that was just absolutely yeah. the Caveman stuff was horrible. Yeah. So. It, I just dismissed it, yeah, right? Right. You know, yeah. Because uh, whatever. Let, let me ask you about Ted Lasso because you were one of the people that told me to watch it. My sister told me to watch it. We had seen it, and for some reason, I just thought it had no appeal to me. And I don't yeah. know why it was. It just did not. I, I thought I judged it without having really done much research on it. And me know. too. I just thought this is not. This is what's this going to be? Did you watch it as it came out, or did you also discover it afterwards? I when I saw that uh, uh, it garnered enough Emmy awards for. Uh, Jason Sudeikis. Sudeikis pulled uh-huh. some some prime time yeah. big award nomination. I'm like, uh-huh. okay, this yeah. is going to have some legs to it. Yeah, and so um, watched it and just fell in love with it. Yeah, really. Yeah, it's it, it's so so it came at a great time. It's an over, it's, it's an incredibly positive um, TV show. Yes. it's funny, but not being it it can be laugh out loud funny, but it's not. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's a comedy, but uh-huh. it's not like a laugh track comedy. No, not at all. It's very the the laughs are very genuine. But I think the heart. We've talked about this before. The heart is really probably the most important element of it. But as you said, it came at an important time because it was, you know, during the coronavirus, during the pandemic stuff, and it gave us something that was not only funny and helped entertain us, but also gave us something with heart and some hope too. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Not that it ever addresses the you know incidents of the coronavirus at all, but. Um, you know, I, I think we had kind of gone from Tiger King, where we were desperate for anything that would distract <laughs> us from it, 
to this, which was just such a it really such a nice piece, just a, such a nice series. Well, and most Americans have very little familiarity with soccer. Yeah. My familiarity with soccer comes from my boys playing. Yeah, same here. And I yeah. think I finally understand offsides. It's, I'm telling you, I soccer. was like coach because I was the guy that didn't you know take the step back in time uh, to do it. Yeah. And the idea of me coaching anything is laughable, but especially soccer. And so I very much identify with a Ted Lasso character, so I still don't know what makes up that offsides. <laughs> well, we uh, we watched uh, the Conoco, I think it's, I'm pronouncing it right, Gold Cup, where it was Mexico versus U.S. Yeah. this last weekend. Um, and I found myself actually paying more attention to the game and actually watched the extra time. That's interesting. Because of Ted you know, Lasso. Because of yeah. Ted Lasso. Uh-huh. So One thing I like about the series, too, is that it comes in and you're seeing these characters and you think based on years and years of watching, you know, uh, typical sitcom stuff, you think, okay, I know who this character is and I know what, you know, his motivations are, his or her motivations are and what's going to happen. And they subvert expectations a lot. Absolutely. You know, you're thinking, all right, this is going to, this guy's going to be the villain of the piece and he start, may start out that way. I'm thinking of Higgins in particular, you know, he's the, you mean Leslie. Yeah, that's right. He's the toady kind of guy. He's going to do the, you know, the bad stuff. And then, you know, Ted Lasso is able to win, again, spoiler alert, Ted Lasso is able to win folks over. And it's a very genuine kind of thing. It's not some kind of, you know, wrapping everything up in a 30-minute sitcom. Well, oh, okay, now they're best friends. It's the the emotions and things are, are that they feel are real. And the situations they get into are not typical sitcom stuff. They seem to be based in a certain reality. Sure. And they resolve themselves in a little bit more of a, of a real situation. They do. Yeah, there, so. There's not really a happy ending. You know? No, there's not a happy ending. And the, you know, the, but there, there's a hopeful ending. Yeah. And sometimes that's, you know, that's all you need. So that's really good. I love the theme song. Oh Mar- yeah. yeah. Marcus Mumford. Uh huh. You know, and it reminds me a little bit of the friends theme song, how, uh, when the Rembrandts did the friends theme song, uh-huh. they just did the original theme song. Right? Yeah. They, they did not do the, the full length version. Right. And radio stations were ripping that, 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 30 second friend, 45 second friends theme song right. playing it yeah. ad nauseum. And the room brightens went back in the studio and cut hey, it full. We may have a hit here. They, yeah. they did. Uh-huh. They did. The Ted Lasso theme song reminds me a little bit of that. I actually bought the two minute cut and oh, okay. it's, uh, it's, uh, it's Marcus Mumford. Yeah. From Mumford and Sons. Yeah. So it's yeah. got that real Mumford and Sons sound uh-huh. to it. So, um, Neo folk kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. Uh-huh. Hopeless optimism. Yeah. You know, uh, it's something that most Americans soccer were familiar, but not. Yeah. We can suspend our disbelief. We don't know what. Yeah. We don't know what's realistic. uh, Yeah. I do wonder how it plays, you know, across the pond, as they say. Across the pond. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Um, And I love the 30 minute. I mean, they're 25 to 35 minutes. Very. Like I said, we binge watched the first series. That's another thing, too. We'll recommend it to folks. And they go, the same thing. I just never didn't really think I'd watch it. And I, I think we, you know, I told you, I uh, recommended it to our, our friend George Abod and his wife, Callista, and friend of the podcast. And, you know, we both work with him. But uh, anyway, they were the kind of same thing. Oh, I just never really thought I'd like that too much. And I don't know if the soccer puts it off or if there's something that they think is not going to be entertaining. And then we get this email from Callista, or text from Callista, you know, like at midnight. Thanks a lot for running my bedtime. You know, she's like watched four episodes. They can't stop. You just can't stop watching. You can't. You can't. Yeah. And that's the hard part about watching season two for me now. Is exactly. Having to wait a week for the next season or next uh, next episode. So so hopeless optimism came at a at a time when we were looking for something hopeful. Yeah. Uh, you know, thirty minutes. Roughly, yeah. What else contributed to Ted Lasso's success? Do you think? Uh, I think it's got uh, an incredible cast. 
I think the 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 parts are all well played. Uh, not only the the major roles of being Ted Lasso and, and uh, Coach Beard, but uh, the the other characters I mean, and the players are also good. And they mm-hmm. they they build a lot of dynamics in the different players' personalities. Again, some things happen that you don't expect. You're you're allowed to see uh, more than just two dimensions of of a lot of the characters, which I think is good. Uh, so, and, and again, to me, this idea that we think we know what's coming and they'll, they'll kind of turn it on its ear. So what I'm afraid of is a- Apple is going to Ted Lasso us to death. I'm afraid that could be the case too. So, uh, today across on Mac rumors, uh, Apple's hosting, uh, today as we record this, the first of three fan experience events to celebrate the second season yeah. of Ted Lasso. And, um, so it's going to be at the LA, um, LA football club, mm-hmm. the MLS pro team yeah. in LA, and there's going to be free food, Ted Lasco, Lasso biscuits, oh gosh, that's a, which are cookies uh, yeah. here in the United States, but prizes he, yeah. and a live DJ and the first 10,000 uh-huh. arrivals will receive a free believe rally towel. Yeah, that's great. Believe is his, uh, what he has a poster of on his, above his door. So it's going to be held today at the bank of California mm-hmm. stadium in LA between four and six. And then they're going to do one on the seventh Santa Monica and downtown LA on August the 8th, yeah. Yeah. Uh, which will have already transpired by the yeah. time you listen to this. So it, it seems like, you know, Apple is incredibly proud of the series as uh-huh. it should be because, you know, 20 primetime Emmy noms is, yeah. is pretty significant. Um, I just wonder how, everybody else feels in the Apple TV stable, the morning show and for all mankind. Yeah, especially because you're not talking about shows that kind of went halfway at it. I mean, these are really, really big budget shows, big stars involved with them, you know, or uh, in the case of For All Mankind, you know, really high-end production value. And I, I love mean, For All Mankind. I do too. It looks great. Uh, and that's that's the really the only other series I'm watching. Uh, but you've got something, uh, you know, like you said, with C, I mean, and it's just getting no buzz at all. I don't see what the big deal <laughs> I is. I don't about. either. Well, so, but it comes down to story and heart mm-hmm. matter. It does. Yeah. I think that's exactly what it is. Uh, you know, I, and I think that's, you know, just not to get back on the, the Marvel versus DC thing so much is that I think that's one of the reasons that the Marvel stuff works as opposed to the DC stuff. Although they're starting to change that now is because they realized, and granted this, the story a lot of times is the same one over and over again, but they, they found a good story. They injected humor in it. They gave us some heart and, and they started from there and then they put the effects all over it. Yeah. You know, whereas DC, you know, wants to make everybody Batman. And again, that's off a different, different tangent, but I think that's, I think the idea that story is important is something that a lot of people forget. Um, who directed the original suicide squad? Was that, uh, uh that, David Ayer? Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I don't know if you saw David Ayer came out yeah. this week and said, Hey, the movie that, that, that D- you saw was not what I released the air cut. Yeah. Yeah. So, and again, I mean, this has been the problem with Hollywood for mm-hmm. years is yeah. you, you, you take a director's vision and you take it into a boardroom and everybody wants to put their fingerprints mm-hmm. on it yeah. and it becomes this sanitized piece of generic yeah. film and it's not special anymore. No. And it's like you hire this person in to direct your, your film, your feature, because you've seen their work and you like their style. You know, I think of Edgar Wright when he was originally attached to the Ant-Man, um, you know, and then you bring him in and you, you know, 
boardroom him to death. Yeah. <laughs> you know, or you, you bring the suits in and they think, well, this one, this is what we should do. And, uh, and I, I think, you know, every studio is guilty of that, you know, because they're, they're so worried about, we don't want to take a chance with this franchise. Yeah. Well then why hire your director in the first place? Just hire somebody that's going to, you know, kind of redo what's been done. So, and I think that's kind of maybe some of the freedom, some of the streaming platforms have got, I think so, yeah. especially in Amazon or uh-huh. Apple, they don't have these preconceived studio notions right. for the most part. But if somebody, if they go in and say to Jason Sudeikis and uh, coach Beard, I can't remember what his real name Brendan was. Hart. Yeah. If they go back in and they say, Hey, look, we want y'all to create another Ted Lasso for us. You know, obviously you don't want to, you know, create Joe Lariat who's doing <laughs> something that, you know, but, uh, Joe but, Lariat. but, you know, the studio is going to want something that looks a whole lot like Ted Lasso, you know, take another fish out of water. What's a sport we can do where the creatives were going to go. We've done that. Let us do something completely different. And it's the ones that are given the freedom to do that, that, you know, get the biggest hits from it. I think. Exactly. So, so, all right, that's our jailous episode on Ted Lasso. Anything else you want to add, Mr. Shirley, before we say farewell? No, I think so. I think we're good. All right. Well, that does. <laughs> you, you expected some wisdom, didn't you? I, I did. Uh, in imparting, I would like to say. I was waiting I, for Joe Lariat was how I need to end on. I'll just go with that. I, that that's our show. We need to do Joe Lariat. Uh, that's Jay it. Lariat. Jay oh, Lariat. my gosh. <laughs> A pharmacist out of water. But, you know, nicest guy. Yes, Jay Lariat. <laughs> when Jay comes back, the, sh- the podcast is going to change to the Jay Lariat. The Jay Lariat <laughs> show. That's, that's right. hilarious. All right, guys. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week.